when I was in my early 20s, it happened the first time. I was studi- studying at one of the best schools in Sweden, in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, I was doing my master's degree and at the same time launching my first business back back in the days. That was quite early for me. And it was like, you know, lots of stress. I had to work like, you know, 80 hours plus per week. I didn't sleep mm-hmm. much. You know, it's like a typical study life if you want to achieve something very early on. Um, so it, it was kind of a challenging and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I just crashed and had no idea what, what happened. Um, and that was kind of at the first time I was like, okay, I'm doing something wrong. You know, something is not, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not going well. Hello and welcome to the Health Detective Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. We bring you interviews from people who have conquered the trickiest of health challenges using the Functional Diagnostic Nutrition philosophy and similar healing modalities. You're going to hear from experts who have been through the ringer with their health issues and yet managed to come out on the other side. If you're interested in natural healing and or functional medicine, congrats, you are in the right place. You can always visit us at functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com. But for now, here is today's episode. What is going on, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Health Detective Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. My name is Evan Transu, aka Detective Ev, and I will be your host for today's show. And I have the pleasure of introducing Greg Gostenkar. He is our first guest from Slovenia, so I thought that was pretty cool. I think we've had one or two other guests on from Europe, but definitely not that country. I thought that was interesting. And then it made me realize, wow, these problems are literally everywhere, <laughs> right? You wouldn't be having to get into this work if it wasn't the same issues in that country or another European country or Australia as it is in the USA and Canada. And that leads me to believe what we've already thought for a while now in this community. This is Western lifestyle. That's really what it is. It's the modern lifestyle, I should say, which has probably started more in America than anywhere else. I think we push this more than anywhere else in a really inappropriate way. And I think the stats back that up just with obesity, being overweight in general, um, child mortality. It's pretty crazy. But The good news, if you look at this as good news, is we're not the only ones messing this stuff up. (laughs) So there are other people out there doing the good work, trying to get this stuff back in control. And that's what Greg is all about in his work. He's doing the exact same things, conceptually speaking, that we would do as functional diagnostic nutrition practitioners. But of course, he has his own unique insights and story. So I'm going to give a little background on him really quick, and we're going to jump right into this one. He is a certified brain health professional, and he's the creator of Your Inception. He's devoted his life to helping health-conscious professionals achieve peak brain and mental performance by using effective science-based techniques combined with the power of nature. His mission is to actively educate, offer tools, and support people to unlock their true potential. Now, Greg didn't have the craziest health story in the world, especially comparatively speaking, and that's not a lessening of symptoms. It's just objectively true that he did not meet any cancer diagnosis or autoimmune or something like that, but he did experience a very legitimate burnout. And the reason I wanted to have him on, even with not maybe having the craziest of health stories, is I think many of the people who end up getting to those diagnostic levels 
Are type A personalities, is it exclusive to that? Absolutely not. But if type A versus type B is supposed to be roughly 50% on either side, I know for a fact that type A personality, go, 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 get them type of thing is way overrepresented in the people that we have on this show, uh, the people that I have worked with as clients, and the people that many other FDNs has worked with as clients. And I think that's just because it's one more stress on the body, right? Everyone is experiencing the crappy food and the late nights or whatever, but then you add a personality that is already under stress naturally onto that. I think it makes total sense as to why that would be happening. So... Greg has that go-getter mentality. He definitely has that type A personality. And I think many of us, once we get healthy and get ourselves under control, we want to know how to optimize at the next level. How can I get the most done most efficiently without sacrificing my health? And that's exactly why we had him on today. So without further ado, let's get to the episode. All right. Hey there, Greg. Thanks so much for being here with us today. Hey, man. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, and this is cool because um, I know we talk to people all around the world, Australia, Canada, for sure. I'm I'm curious, where are you from in Europe right now? Are you located in Europe currently? I'm Europe, I'm based in Europe. I'm in Slovenia, a very small nice. country in the middle of, of Europe. <laughs> all right, that is definitely the first guest from there. So that's very cool. We got to hit all the countries eventually. I <laughs> uh, got quite a ways to go. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So thanks for coming on today. And one of the things I wanted to start off with, because I actually, I don't know this about you, and it's totally cool if it's not the case, but typically the first question I always ask on the show is like, what health symptoms the guest might have dealt with? And with your space and the things that you do, I'm not sure if, like, did you deal with health complications or was it something else that led to you getting into this work? No, I had, I had actually a massive burnout, um, two okay. times. Actually, it was yeah, almost three times basically, but the last time I, then I somehow managed to prevent it. Uh, but yeah, when I was in my early twenties, it happened the first time I was studying, studying at one of the best schools in Sweden, in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, I was doing my master's degree and at the same time launching my first business back, back in the days. That was quite early for me. And it was like, you know, lots of stress. I had to work like, you know, 80 hours plus per week. I didn't sleep much. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a typical study life if you want to achieve something very early on. Um, so it, it was kind of a challenging. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I just crashed and had no idea what, what happened. Um, and that was kind of the first time I was like, okay, I'm doing something wrong. You know, something is not, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not going well. And then I somehow recovered quite quickly the first time. Um, and then it happened again, I think a year or so after, um, in, in the meantime, I tried to optimize my performance a bit, you know, I started learning about biohacking and improving my health and, and, mm-hmm. you know, this holistic approach and so on. Uh, but it happened again and I was like, okay, so I changed my diet a bit. I, I, I put more focus on sleep. I started t- taking some supplements, uh, you know, etc. but this doesn't seem to work. And then when I crashed the second time, it was much worse than the first time. And I actually need like a month. Uh, at least to at least a month to to kind of a, you know kind of a get back on my my my, my feet sure. um start working with with psychologists and so on so it was kind of a hard one and that was kind of a, the main the main thing that, that that started me thinking like you know what's going on here uh why okay. is this happening and how what, what we can do about it got it so with that first time were you able a lot of the times people i find are not actually able to connect what's going on were you worried and thinking that this is like a disease or was it obvious to you that hey i'm working my butt off so this is what led to those feelings <laughs> um yeah it's a great question no uh, in the beginning i wasn't re- I, I actually thought like okay i'm just working too much uh, obviously um i didn't sleep long enough i was you know uh, it was quite challenging during the weekends. We we work all weekends. Either I was working for the business for the startup, or I was studying 
and this kind of doesn't go together that well. Uh, and um, so in the beginning, I just thought, okay, I'm just working too much and I need to find some like magical pill, like a smart drug mm-hmm. or something that would, that was, you know, Limitless Movie was just released just before <laughs> that. And I was like, okay, that's exactly what I need without the side effects. And I said, if I find this thing, I can then just work like 80 hours per week for a couple of years. We, we, we sell the company and then everything is fine. Well, obviously it didn't go that well. So, <laughs> Okay. And then I, I think what's interesting is you talked about the second time being a little harder and, hey, this is a little more severe this time, despite doing a lot of the right things. I found that to be a common trend in this community, maybe not even just with the burnout, but with their disease state. Mm-hmm. You know, they were living this crazy life before. We call it the sad lifestyle, standard American diet and stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. And I'm sure in most of Europe, it's not significantly better but the usa man we've really pushed it with a lot of the stuff that we're doing health wise and just even the fast food i know has different ingredients from here to a lot of places in europe it's kind of disgusting and so what happens to these people is they were actually living a very standard american lifestyle for a while they finally get those health issues or they can't push anymore they change that stuff around and then they try to get back into it to some degree and yeah that second time's harder it's almost as if what i found once we push the limits and get a disease diagnosis or the body is just so darn fatigued that we experience some type of legitimate burnout, it's almost as if once we do that one time, it's very easy to get into it a second time, even if we're doing healthier habits now or engaging in healthier habits. So after this second time, you know, you said you needed almost a month to kind of get recovered. What were some of the new strategies that you were starting to put in? Is that when you were kind of, because I know you mentioned the Limitless movie, which I'm not yeah. a huge movie guy. I have seen that. And okay. that was something where that totally caught me, man. I was like, I wish I could do this. I, I definitely <laughs> think we have a similar personalities in that sense. So what were, um, what were you looking into after that second time? Were you starting to try to find those maybe smart drugs or whatever you'd want to call them, nootropics, to try to get things a little more under control? So actually, that, that was the first time. The first time okay, okay. when it happened, I was like, okay, so I, I want to work. I want to continue working the way I do because there's just no other way to do it. That, that's what mm-hmm. I thought back then. And I just started searching for nootropics, smart drugs, you know, et cetera. I was like, okay, I need this, 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 this thing. I need to find it and I'll take it for a while. I will do what I need to do. And then, you know, it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it didn't work that well, that well. But then the second time, I, I already knew, like, okay, th- there are no like shortcuts to to better health, to mm-hmm. to getting out of that. That's what it, you know. Like, obviously, and so when it happened, actually, at the at, at the first moment, I was like, okay, why is this happening again? But then, you know, after a month or so of thinking about it, and I was like, okay, now I get it. You know, so there are no sh- shortcuts when it comes to health and, and even performance. Um, and then I started thinking about. Uh, more like alternative ways, like more about changing my lifestyle, actually. Mm-hmm. And and I said, okay, I, I don't think I can do this on my own. Um, in the meantime, obviously, I learned a lot about nutrition and sleep and and, and um, you know different different things related to brain performance and so on. But at that moment, I was like, okay, I need I need to find some some professionals that are going to guide me. And the main issue that I had was, like you mentioned, once it happens, you know, once it 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 happens the second time. It can happen the third time much faster, I think. Um, so what I started thinking about was, okay, I need someone to, to tell me when it's time to stop. Because my idea mm-hmm. was obviously learning, listening to lots of, you know, to, to a lot of motivational speakers and, 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 and successful <laughs> businessmen from the US and, and worldwide. And, I, and they always like, you know, they're saying like, you know, you have to push harder and sleep shorter and, you know, all this 
bullshit you know there's that nothing better i can say about it and 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 when you're when you, when you get into this mindset you know of like constantly working and, and trying to get better and better and better you just don't know when to stop and that was my exact experience i had no idea like if i'm working like eight hours per day is this like too much is it too little if i like when i got tired i just drank a cup of coffee and then another cup of coffee and then you know all of a sudden i was drinking like four cups of coffee per day plus taking the supplements plus doing all other st- stuff but it was just too much for the body and and for the brain um so um yeah when then that, that's when i decided to, to to find to search for some experts who uh, are going to guide me here on, on this way and especially tell me okay now it's time to stop it's fine if you stop it's it's you know you need to take days off to recover you know think about professional athletes and so on um so yeah th- that, that's what happened the second time okay and you seem um i mean just even based on your story it's not like you seem like relatively young like are you under 40 i'm under yeah i'm 30 years old then Oh, okay. Yeah, I figure. All right. So cool. We're pretty close. I'm almost 27. Okay. And here's the thing, you know, because I, I, we actually have, I'm being serious, very similar personalities <laughs> based on what you're saying. And I, I know how it feels to just be like, if you're constantly shooting for more and more, well, there is no time to stop. I haven't hit more and more yet. Right. And oh. then I hit the one goal and then there's the next one. So you literally never stop because I'm either being productive towards those never ending goals that I want, exactly. or I'm not, it's very objective. And then every time I'm not being productive, I feel guilty about this. Oh my Absolutely. God, why am I not working hard or whatever? <laughs> and you're right. There's a huge narrative that's pushed by this by like these 50, 60, 70 year old moguls that really did there. I don't think they're lying. They really did get to where they're at largely in part because of their work ethic. Now here's the problem though. And this is something that I'm seeing in the modern world. I think we're seeing less and less of that push. I'm not saying it's not existent, but we're seeing less and less of that push work for, I mean, certainly it never works for someone for more than 10 years, but it usually doesn't even work for a couple of years. And the question is, well, why is that? How did these guys do this? Or even some women do this at that time. And yet the men and women today, we can't do that. I think what's happening is First of all, we are their kids, right? So we're that next generation that you can only beat up a human body for so long before the next generation starts feeling it. And I think our modern world is much more toxic. It is. We're up on the screens until three in the morning, which now means I'm not getting as good as sleep for the next three hours. And I'm only, you know, sleeping three or four. I wake up at six or seven and I'm back onto the next thing. I think there's more hits to our body and brain. And it makes it very obvious that those types of hours are just not sustainable. Um, And you know what? What's cool in today's world is, I mean, listen, if you want to be the top of the top, I'm sure, first of all, you got to be highly intelligent, a little bit of luck probably, and you got to work your butt off. Someone like Elon Musk, I know he's a controversial figure. I'm not getting into that. Objectively, this guy's brilliant. Uh, you know, measured IQ, super high, and he works 100 hours a week. If you want to be that, that might be the case. But if you want to be financially successful and leave a legacy for your family or have some stability, you and I both know, no one might ever know your name. And you can still figure that out in today's world, thankfully, without ever having to work the 16, 17 hour days. So um, before we kind of get into that, because I think that's going to be useful for a lot of our uh, people on the show that listen, I'm curious, what were some of the um, what were some of the main things that helped you? Because you kept saying that, you know, you went to these professionals and you learned when to stop. Like, what were the biggest things that really helped get yourself under control and realize you don't need to go out and do this or I can rest? Um, I'm just curious, like what some of the steps were? Well, honestly, I tried a lot of things, but the biggest impact that had on 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 my health back then was uh, psychotherapy. Um, so I found uh, different experts actually. Then I started working with one uh, for a while. We had lots of sessions actually together talking about it, you know. Um, and I think that had at the end the biggest impact. Of course, 
in this process, I, I tried psychedelics as well um, mm-hmm. with, with, with the psychologist, so with the psychotherapist present. Okay. Um, so that, that was really helpful. Um, so we, you know, sped up, speed up the process a bit. Um, but uh, yeah, I think, I think that had the biggest impact because like you mentioned before, you know, you, you're always trying to reach, to, to, to achieve something that you will never achieve. And you just like keep, keep on pushing. And if it's like 8 p.m. and you've been working for like 12 hours and still have some energy, you're like, okay, maybe I, I finish this one more task today. And, and then, you know, you, you never stop. Uh, but obviously, I think this is mainly in, in your mind. It's, it's, it's a mindset problem, basically. It's a, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're telling this to yourself. You're lying to yourself, basically, because you're fed this information from other successful people and, and whatnot. And, and you think, you know, that's the way to go. Now, I'm not saying mm-hmm. they didn't do that, like, like you said before. But at the same time, like, you know, when I'm, going, or when I'm telling the story, what happened to me, I also think I exaggerate a bit more. I think, if I'm really honest with myself, um, uh, I don't think I'm 100%, like, I try to be 100% honest, but I guess we all exaggerate a bit more, or exaggerate, mm-hmm. exaggerate a bit. So I think when, when someone's saying, like, you know, I was working, like, 100 hours per week, yeah, maybe, but maybe it was, like, 80 hours, and this 20 hours per week makes a big difference, you know, if you're sleeping those 20 hours. So. <laughs> Especially sleep-wise, yes. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. That exactly. is, like, two and a half full nights of sleep, yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, that, that's the thing. But, yeah, getting back to your, to your question, um, when, I, when I started working with someone who, who actually helped me understand like why I'm behaving the way I behave, why I'm thinking the way I think, um, that, you know, if I'm tired, that that's totally normal, that I'm just a human being, um, and so on that, that, that was really, um, you know, mind blowing and, and had really massive impact. I appreciate you sharing that, especially with the psychotherapist. That's kind of cool. And I think what you said, you said, this is a mindset problem. I 100,000% agree with that. Um, I know, again, there's many, many women who get into this like hyper-competitive 80 hours a week type of thing or aspiring to the 80 hours, right? Who knows if we're actually all doing it. But I I do think um, for us males, we're a little more prone to something like that because of just our competitive nature, right? Testosterone, right? It's like that kind of thing. And I think what you said about the mindset, so it resonates so much with me because I started asking, okay, I'm killing myself to do this. Yeah. What is this for? Do I actually care about a hundred billion dollars? I'm not saying I would decline it if someone sent it my way, but am I willing to sacrifice my entire existence on the chance that I might get this? And I realized actually, no, I don't really care about that at all. Um, I like earning money, but the truth is I'm just, I'm not a spender. Like I don't really, I, I don't have crazy nice things. I like experiences, but that's about it. So I started understanding that's not even Evan. That That's not even <laughs> what I want. And yet I'm putting all of my energy into this. <laughs> so exactly. we, I think we need to do that mindset work or the psychotherapy or whatever it might be to figure out who we actually are, what we actually want. And then, all right, does this align with that? And the truth is it, it might not. And again, thankfully in today's world, guys, if your goal really is just stability, um, financial freedom, all that type of stuff, I think that's a lot more achievable then people realize it's certainly more achievable than it was 50 years ago. Uh, the internet has been a, a very great mediator for many, many people. Uh, world's not perfect yet, but I think it's really leveled the playing field for quite a few individuals. And I think that's uh, kind of amazing. So you did the psychotherapy thing, and I appreciate you actually mentioning that as being your number one thing. But I know that this eventually moved into like you helping other people like kind of perform at their at their best peak performance and I think, again, this is going to be something that a lot of the practitioners or future practitioners that listen to this show, uh, their ears perk up when they hear something like that because they're like, wait, yeah, how can I uh, get to the peak performance? So I don't even know where you want to start with that. But I guess 
I actually, I have a question then. Go ahead. How did you decide that you wanted to do that? Because you had these other entrepreneurial endeavors. You could have just applied it to yourself and continued those, but instead you decided to focus on other people and helping them. So that is actually my question. How did you make that transition to that? That's a great question. Um, well, the, the thing is, when I was in the situation um, or when, when I got out of it, I started looking around. I became more present. Of course, you know, mindfulness was another thing that helped me. You know, meditation and so on. But let's, you know, we can talk about this later on. And 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 I I, I tried to become more present, live more in 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 the moment, which was really hard because I was like, you know, I I, I want to buy this, I want to go there, I you know, I want to have this business, I want to you know, do this and that. So we are always living in the future or in the past. Uh, but it, it's like so it's, it was like really hard to try to be a bit more present, be more focused. But when, when I managed to do that, at least for a while, um, I, I started figuring out like, you know, what's going on around me, you know, what my friends are experiencing is exactly the same. So I saw the exact same symptoms in my friends, in my co-workers, um, you know, in the company I worked for, where I built and, and started up basically. Um, and I was like, okay, so this is a massive problem. It's not just me. It's like, everyone around me or almost everyone. And eventually, so I started thinking, so if I had this experience at my, you know, age of 23, that happened the third time. So maybe, you know, I was quite fast. So I was, I launched the first startup quite quickly. Um, mm -hmm. I did my master's at 23. So that was quite fast, but um, not, not like something normal for, for the area where I live or for, for the whole European Union at least. Uh, but, but I said, okay, eventually those people will do this and, and they will, they will experience exactly the same problem. So, but are, are they aware of that? Was it just me? Was I, you know, totally blind to what's going on or is it like everyone else like that? So, and then when I started noticing those, those issues and I talked to, I started talking to, you know, many entrepreneurs because for example, we were like searching for investors back then. So I talked to like hundreds of investors and they're all like, like when we did it, like, like some small talk, they all said the same thing, you know, like we're so tired and blah, blah, blah. You know, there's so many things they mentioned they're under so much stress and so on. And I was like, okay, so there, this is like a big pandemic, like a real pandemic. <laughs> so, yeah. so there, this is like a big thing. So, um, is there anything I can do something that I learned? Can, is there anything I can share, share with others? Is there like, um, you know, can I, at least help some people pre or like, yeah, try to prevent it, you know, or like warn some people, like, you know, if you continue doing this and that, um, you know, th this is, this, this might happen. Uh, th that was, that was in my mind. And that's what got me into, in, into like performance and, and peak performance and so on. Okay, cool. I, I love that. Uh, you seem to just have like a really sharp mind, like that future thinking to realize, okay, wait a second, this happened to me. It's probably going to happen to them and they might not even realize it yet. So I'm going to be prepared for it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty impressive to be able to put your mind out there like that and get ready for it. So you became, it said in your bio, like a certified um, health professional, like, but in brain type of stuff. So what does that even mean to be certified in that like where did you get that certification that's interesting to me yeah so i'm a certified brain health professional and i did this at okay. dr amen university and dr amen is oh. i think the world's well, most well-known psychiatrist in yep. the u.s um a legend actually um so he has different programs available um and i did one of those like the main one basically for 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 brain health and um as as a brain health professional um i'm like basically registered brain health coach. Um, so I can either coach people on improving their brain performance. Um, I could help them like also improve like, you know, ADD, depression and so on, but I'm not, you know, I, I don't feel, I don't, I don't believe I'm like a, 
I have enough know-how about that, so I, I don't want to go into that. Um, so that's why I stayed in this big performance uh, area. I mean, I have, a, I have a team of experts. I have two psychologists employed. I have a um, nutritionist. Nice. I work with neuroscientists uh, and a biochemist uh, for the supplement part. Uh, but yeah, in terms of coaching, I only work on the, on the big performance part. I like the sound of that brain health coaching thing. I feel like that's right up my alley. And just so you guys know, whether it's something like that or the FDN program, you actually can do these things around the world. We have practitioners in over 50 countries around the world now as FDNs. It does look a little different depending on where you're at. And it could even look a little different depending on which town you're in or city you're in. So sometimes the country might be a yes, can we do FDN there? But then the question might be, all right, well, what does your specific town look like? What would it look like getting the labs in and out? So what you're going to want to do if you are interested in becoming an FDN is go to fdntraining.com slash call. And what this will do is take you to a page where you can book in with one of our course advisors and they'll get your questions answered. They can figure this out if it'll work in your specific town. I would assume most likely, depending on where you're from, you might have to wait like one or two business days, give them your information and then we'll get it sorted out. But if you're interested in this, that would be the place to go. So that's fdntraining.com slash call. Okay. Now back to the interview. Okay. Very cool. So, um, I always like for the people that come on here to kind of be able to, I mean, just more or less break down, like who is the, I, I kind of already have an idea, but it helps to say it directly. Who is the ideal person then that comes to someone like you? Like, what do they look like? Is there a certain pattern in careers? Um, I know they're probably working or aspiring to work those 80, 90 hour weeks, but outside of that, like what are some similarities you're seeing in the people that you like to take on and help? Yeah. So we have different groups of people, obviously one group uh, are students. Um, but they're mainly there to, you know, they're searching for their sh shortcuts. That's why it's really hard to help them because they say, you know, they tell me like, give me like top three hacks, give me top three supplements, tell me something that I can pass, you know, the, the exams and I can, you know, uh, do what I have to do. So that's one group who isn't really searching for, I think most of them are not searching for like a holistic approach to peak brain performance, but mainly like sh shortcuts. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure you know many of those <laughs> that, that <laughs> yes. had, uh, are doing that. Uh, but then the, 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 the other group is, or are um, people that age 30 to 40, um, men and women, obviously. Um, I mean, I, 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 as we say, they're like professionals, but they're like CEOs, they're like managers, they're like employees mm -hmm. um, who, yeah, are trying to, to get from a certain level to, to, to another level, basically, they, they try to get a better job or if they're leading a company, they want to be more successful either financially or otherwise. Um, sure. So there are those people that push too much. Um, and and what I immediately see is either like they, they come to me and they say, hey, I have issues with focus. And I'm like, okay, tell me how much you sleep and what you eat. And they're like, hey, no, no, just give, just like, you know, that's like not, not the problem. I, I sleep enough. I sleep like five hours per night. I'm like, no, you don't sleep enough. So <laughs> let's fix this first. So they're like often like they don't sleep long enough or have issues with anxiety, um, stress. They don't know how to control, control stress. Um, and yeah, so it's immediately, usually like after one, two questions, I know immediately like what's going on. I don't know the cause <laughs> of it, obviously. Uh, that takes a bit longer to, to find out, but. I, I kind of I recognize the same patterns there. Um, and some search for like, so some that reach out to me or to my team, they search for like a, like a holistic approach. They're like, okay, tell me what's wrong. Why is this wrong with me? And what can I do about it? Uh, but some still search mainly for, for the shortcuts, for the 
pills, brain pills or like um, nootropics and supplements. Uh, But we somehow managed, like most of them, we tried to convince them that it's like, you know, once we find the cause, you know, it's usually like supplements won't really help them or not as much as they think. So we do a lot of um, not just like we we don't just coach them or help them, but we also have to uh, kind of teach them like, you know, and and explain to them like, you know, why is something happening, you know, and and quite often, uh, you know, we, we change one or two things like we we recommend changing one of two things and, and then like immediately see like some amazing benefits. Like, you know, if you go outside in the morning to expose yourself to, to some sunlight, you know, yeah. you wake up, your nervous system wakes up that that's how, you know, our body works. And, and once they see those, those small, how those small changes have a big impact on them, they are more like uh, open to, to, you know, other things to, to, to changing their diet or optimizing their sleep or doing some more like you know, meditation, breathing exercise and so on. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I like that approach too. I think it's always good to give people, if we can, the stuff in the beginning that has the most immediate impact and results for them. And mm-hmm. I love people, anyone that listens regularly knows I'm totally into the light stuff. It's a huge passion of mine. So I love that you brought up that morning light thing because I do think that almost every time from what I've seen within the first seven days, the people that I've worked with are very aware that they're doing something positive. They can mm-hmm. already see it in their sleep. Um, and for those that want to try that, my rule is just, hey, 30 minutes, bare eyes, right at the um, time of sunrise, give that a shot. I have found very few that don't notice an effect from that in seven days. I have never had someone that did not notice it within 30 days. So it's pretty cool. I mean, that's a lot quicker than most things, guys. It's a lot quicker than half the medications out there um, nowadays. You know, in SSRI, we got to wait three weeks for that to really kick in. And so that could be a good thing to try for people. And I mean, hell, it's not going to hurt you to stand out around sunrise time. I I don't think that's ever hurt anyone. (laughs) Um, So when these people are coming to you and they're wanting to achieve these, you know, kind of new levels of performance or just optimize, are you finding then that just like you, where it was mostly mindset stuff, are you finding that you're spending a lot of time on that mindset with them before you get into anything else? Because that's how it kind of sounds. You almost need to get them out of this mindset that they can't sleep only five hours a night or they got to actually take care of themselves so is it mostly mindset work in the initial stages um not really actually i mean that that would be the best way to go about it (laughs) i think but you know when when someone reaches out to you and say hey i i I have issues with focus what should i do and you know if i tell them like hey you have to change your mindset and they're like you know what whatever you know i'll just go to someone else (laughs) Uh, that's what i'm you know that's what i experienced in the beginning and then then we changed basically our our approach, and we said, okay, you have issues with focus. Uh, we have this amazing assessment that we developed. Um, let's go, you know, go through the assessment. Um, there's a questionnaire. Uh, there's a we do a sh- short interview to, to find out, like you know, about your lifestyle, etc. And then we try to try out to find we, we, we try to find what's going on in, in your brain and so on. And then if we find what's happening, then we say, okay, so if you want to boost your focus, you can try this, this, and this, you know, like short wins, you know, they're like simple to implement. You don't have to mm-hmm. pay for them basically. And they're super easy, like, you know, going outside in the morning. Well, it's super mm-hmm. easy for some, not that easy for others, but <laughs> still. <laughs> um, and then, and then um, once this get the effect, once they see, okay, something beneficial is happening, um, then we start talking about the mindset. Um, it's better. I think from my experience, it's better to do it the other way around, or at least that's how, you know, we do it at least. Um, and yeah, th- that's how we get to, to, to where we want to get. Okay. Um, and just so I'm not asking you to give away your secret sauce by any means. And I know everyone's going to be different regardless, but just because I know some people are 
obviously clicking on this podcast solely to hear maybe some steps that they can walk away with. We did talk about like the morning light thing. I have said that a million times on here and I stand by that. Do you have maybe like a top two or even three tips that you would say is generally pretty solid advice for just about everyone if they're looking to take it to the next level performance wise, even if it's not the most fun stuff, like what are your top three things that like, Hey, if I could man, get everyone to do that, I would get them to do these three things. Yeah. So the first one is obviously using the uh, morning light going, going outside mm-hmm. or I have like, there's one light here, there's another one here. Maybe you can see it too. I, have, oh, I like, can see the difference here. Yeah. yeah. So I have two super bright lights here actually um, that, that, you know, stimulate your, your eyes. Like whenever I kind of go outside, I just use those lights in the morning whenever I'm working, mm-hmm. like super cheap lights cost like 20, 30 bucks and um, they do the work for you. Um, so, and w- talking about light, um, so exposing yourself to bright light in the morning and then uh, avoiding bright light in the evening. So not just the blue light that everyone's talking about it, but actually the bright light is the big problem, you know? So from like 9 PM till, till you go to bed, basically you should avoid all, all bright light because just like a two second exposure to super bright light in, in the evening, like after 10 PM, you know, it's just going to suppress melatonin production and you're going to have issues with sleep. So, I mean, I, I use Aura Ring for tracking. We use more advanced gadgets as well, but we've noticed it's like just two seconds of light and, and you're done. Like you will still sleep long enough probably and and, and, and you may recover during the night, but um, you need to sleep longer than, and you, ha- you may have issues with falling asleep. So that, that's the one, the simple one, and it's basically for free. Um, the second one is, um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of certain supplements and tropics. Uh, I think they're crucial, like not like spending 200 bucks per month for like, you know, 20 plus supplements uh, that, that, that many people do. And, and, you know, take those, all those capsules in the morning. That's not what I recommend, but there are a couple of compounds that I think everyone should take like omega free, mm-hmm. uh, uh, supplement B12, vitamin D3 plus K2, um, and a few nootropics like choline, which is crucial for, for nerve function. Uh, phosphatidylserine is great. And some adaptogens like rhodiola, rosa, and bacopa monary. So you have those different stacks, pre-made stacks available. I think everyone who's trying to achieve peak brain performance should consider taking those supplements, mainly because you need them for, for peak performance. If you're under severe stress, you know, those deplete quite quickly. Like you need you need more L-tyrosine, for example, you and so on. Uh, B vitamins deplete quite quickly, so you need to supplement them. And and this has like a uh, like a massive impact on, on your performance, and and it really helps your body to to kind of stay balanced even under severe stress or if you're under you know um, if you have lots of work to do. And the third thing that I mean, there are many biohacks like I could count twenty, thirty plus that that I try to implement into my routine from meditation, breathing exercise, and so on. But I think the, the biggest one. That had, or the one that had the biggest impact on me, which is not a real biohack, but it's just changing your diet. Like, uh, so eating a, so, I mean, there are many ways how to, you, you can eat, you know, I don't want to go into different diets and that's not so important, but as soon as you cut the crap out, you know, um, then, um, <laughs> you know, lots of things change. And I think that is, has like changing your diet, optimizing your diet, um, eating more clean removing sugars and, and uh, unnecessary fat and, and so on, uh, I think has probably the biggest impact or, or yeah, you know, a massive impact on your performance. Yeah. I mean, there are many different hacks, like, you know, eating high carb dinner, basically, which is crucial for better sleep and then eating a high protein breakfast, which will give you the energy without the, the crash, like, you know, the, it's going to keep your blood sugar stable and so on. There are many small hacks that, that, you know, make your life in, even easier. You know, you have more energy and so on, but 
those, those three things, I think, like I would recommend to everyone, like you don't have to spend much money on that. It's very simple to, to do that. And uh, yeah, has a massive impact. Cool. Well, thank you. That's a lot of stuff. Um, I love that you mentioned the blocking the light at night as well. Because people, this is not like a, a one or 2% difference, guys. I, I keep trying to say this to people and I don't know why I can't get people on board with it. Um, I, I do all that stuff. It's very serious for me. Like I actually, I wear special um, glasses and also filter my screens and use special lights in the room after sunset. So for me, at certain times during the year, that's as early as 4.45 in the afternoon. Well, afternoon, right? In the evening at that point. And that sun is set. I will block that light and lower the brightness and do all that stuff for several hours and then really try to get no exposure um, in the time before bed. And that's made a huge difference for me. And it's kind of funny because people like consider me like this high energy person and they ask like, well, how do you do that? And I really do think that's one of the biggest things because I even see this in the functional health community. For some reason, they're amazing at doing the diet stuff. You could give them the craziest diet in the world and they'll go do it. They'll take all the supplements, do all the diet stuff. I say, hey, can you sit out in the sun for 30 minutes in the morning? Can you try to get out a little bit during the day? And then can you be a little more careful about blocking the light at night? They'll never do it. They just, oh, nope, not going to do that. And I, I that one, I... I cannot understand because I think it has some of the most bang for your buck. My dad is the perfect example of this. His name's Greg as well. And <laughs> my dad, uh, he has worked as a landscaper for over 30 years. Okay. Now this guy's been outside six or seven days a week that entire time. He is so dark because of the sun exposure. I mean, he doesn't look, we don't even look related in that sense. He looks <laughs> like he's from like South America. It's kind of crazy. Now my dad though, has never really been interested in health. This is a guy that smokes two packs of cigarettes a day, eats pretty much whatever he wants. Now, I'm not recommending or advocating for any of those things. But what's interesting is this is a guy in his mid-50s that's strong as can be, super active, able to do everything he wants to do, can go run a mile randomly, even though he's not a runner, can do pull-ups, all these different things. But the only thing he has done really right is the light stuff. Yeah, That's pretty incredible because he's outside all day, first thing in the morning until that sunset, every single day. And I just, I, I don't think this can be underplayed or overplayed enough that the light stuff, guys, is not a 1%, 2% marginal difference. It's not like a really good supplement. For some people like myself, I think we're talking like over a 20% difference in performance and health if we really get this nailed down. So um, I appreciate that this is something that you're doing with these high performance type of people. Uh, now, the biggest problem for you is getting them to actually turn their damn screens off at night, right? <laughs> Absolutely. That, that would like, mean they have to stop working. <laughs> exactly. And then like, you know, everyone's talking about like, you know, blue light and like blue light blockers. I'm like, yeah, cool. Like you have them like, that's perfect. I mean, I use them as well. I have other other uh, eyeglasses mm-hmm. just just for, for for the afternoon um and, and and but then i tell him like but you also have to you know dim your lights you know i'm like mm-hmm. no but it's the blue light is the problem it's like no it's not the blue light it's like it's it is a blue light but it's also the bright light you know and bright light yeah. is actually the biggest the bigger problem of the two you know you, you can if you expose yourself just to blue light in the evening like from from your smartphone that's something but if you have like super bright lights in your room you know this this is gonna suppress your melatonin production and other things you know so it's it's even it's 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 an even bigger, bigger problem but the funny thing is that like like you just said before like okay it, it's a such a simple hack and why can i get people to do it yeah because it's simple and it's for free you know if you have if if one of the you know famous or whatever biohacker says you know there's this ga- gadget that costs like 500 bucks you know and all it does, it's actually, it tells you to go outside, you know, for like 30 minutes. I know people are going to buy it and they're going to do it, actually. But if you just <laughs> yeah, tell them, hey, it's for free and it actually works. And there's like a bunch of scientific studies confirming that. 
and we'll be like, um, is there something else that I can buy? You know, something more like advanced, you know, <laughs> and that's the crazy part. So yeah, I have the same issue uh, telling people to, to do that, but, um, yeah, I, I'm finding ways to, 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 to do it. Yeah. Um, I actually, I, well, I guess it depends on how we're defining this. I'm not going to get into a whole thing right now. I, I'm interested in the whole, the brightness is more important than the spectrum of light. Uh, and I'm not challenging that. I just, I hadn't seen that specifically, although it does kind of intuitively make sense. So are you suggesting that a super bright light that's purely red, maybe like 600 something nanometers in wavelengths, yeah. you're suggesting that that would be more detrimental to melatonin than a less bright, but let's call it 500 nanometer wavelength, you know, kind of like a blue or a green type of thing. That's a that's that's hard to say. What, what I was thinking is, if I have a super bright, like a normal, like white light, basically, like I have, oh oh okay, I have air, like you know, like whatever, like you know, your, your lights that you have in your room, and if they're like just basic white color, like you know, five thousand whatever kelvins there are, mm-hmm. um, that is that is more problematic than just a blue light. But if you talk about red light or, or blue light, then uh, that's, that's something else. So uh, fair I, enough, I, yeah. I, I appreciate the clarity because I was like, I mean, I'm always, the light thing's very complicated and there is a lot is. to learn about that. So I was curious. All right. So that makes more sense. And that is actually important for people to understand because yes, I mean, you know, I got my nighttime blue blockers and I love them and they're, and they're a really useful thing, right? Um, and I can put them under a spectrometer and I know that they block 99% plus of the blue light and that's, and even into the green spectrum, which is important, but people don't realize that at one point in our human history, we were outside in the dark, Absolutely. you know, I mean, maybe you had fire, but that was just like the red and near infrared. Mostly most of the time you're probably in the dark, especially once you're in bed. I don't think there's a raging fire going for eight <laughs> hours while the tribe's sleeping, you know, so you are in the dark and that does mean, or likely means that we are subject to even just bright lights in uh, general. And so it, you know, from the outside perspective, I'm, I'm thankful I don't live in a development. I would look ridiculous because at night, uh, Greg, my whole room would just be like, a very low brightness of red. <laughs> that's, that's all you can see. And people are probably like, what the hell is going on in that room up there? But, you know, it's just me trying to get that good sleep, optimize performance and and that type of stuff. Now, I know that you didn't um, get into the diet specifics necessarily, but we're not dogmatic about diet on here anyway. We always promote that everyone needs to find a specific thing that kind of works for them. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious then with that said, like what did you find has worked best for you? Because you seem like a guy that, I only met you for this short period of time, but you seem sharp, right? You seem like you have a lot going on and you're able to manage it even after having these burnout episodes. So what did you find that worked for you? Well, like there, there are some basic, basic like things that, that I, I do myself and I recommend everyone, like, like I said before. So I generally, you can eat, I'm, I'm personally, I fast in the morning or I do like a, um, I eat a high protein breakfast, which is, you know, fr- from the brain performance uh, perspective, this is like super important. So it, it, that you don't really start your day with like super high carb diet, especially if it's like, you know, basic carbs, um, like bread, white bread or whatever. This is terrible. Um, but um, then, um, of course, eating lots of plants, like eating lots of fruits, um, trying to below on, on snacks when, when possible um, eating eating some healthy fats with, with most meals so that you increase nutrient absorption um, th- that is important um, and then um, yeah like eating a high carb diet has been proven to be the best for sleep because you with carbs you get um, 
different precursors important for, for sleep, um, increase serotonin and so on, um, which is important for sleep. Um, and um, so those are like kind of the basic things, of course, um, cutting the sugar and stuff. That's, that's kind of obvious, I think. It, it should be at least. <laughs> um, um, and then, um, yeah, so personally, I eat mainly plant-based. Um, I eat some eggs and then, uh, but I eat mainly plant-based. That, that seems to work the best for me. Like it, it's been, it worked really well for the past seven years or so. I don't generally like tell people to, to do that or whatever. I mean, it's, it's a personal decision, um, but this seems to work really well for me. Um, and then, yeah, still like you need to take some, some supplements. I mean, that, that's what I generally recommend w- with different, no matter what kind of diet you eat, you need certain basic supplements. And if you do that, I mean, you, you're gonna, you're gonna have a pretty good performance. And then of course we can go into like with each individual person, we can go into the nitty gritty, like, you know, we can go into detail and, and try to find out like what works the best for, for someone. Um, and so on. Maybe, maybe just one thing that happened like just like last week or so. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a really funny thing and I think it's cool to share. Uh, there was one sure. day that like, I had like really low energy, um, in the afternoon. And I was like, you know, what's going on? I, I slept really well. I wasn't really nervous, nervous in the day. Didn't have much work to do. And then I just like, I just remembered that my last meal, um, it was actually, I ate way too, too, too many calories. So because uh, there was some, some, some oil on it and, and some stuff, some stuff. And I just didn't think about it because I was super hungry and just ate it. And then like, the, the, like, I mean, it's a simple thing, but super important. Like, you know, if you can never eat till you're like hundred percent full, like, you know, try to eat until like 80, 90% mm-hmm. full. Like if, that you still, if, if you still want to like, you know, eat this final, you know, bit of, of a food, like, you know, just try not to. Um, this is like one of the ways to, uh, um, to, to um, kind of control the energy throughout the day. And, and I think that that's like, that's like super important. It's um, like, I know different, like, you know, different people do promote different kinds of diets and, like, you know, people do crazy things <laughs> when it comes to diets. That, 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 that's the problem. But uh, if, if you really want to achieve peak performance, you kind of need to, to, it's not about like, you know, those short peaks of performance and then crashing after that and, and, and recovering, but it's like your general performance should, should be on a high level and it, this should be sustainable in a long time. Um, I think that, that, that's what means peak performance because we can all work for like two weeks, whatever, you know, uh, and, and, and then crash afterwards. That, that's like simple to do, <laughs> but, but being generally on a, having this high performance and, and, and f- for a long period for like months or years, basically that, that's a challenging thing. And I think once you find the balance, when it comes to nutrition is the same thing. Once you have find this balance, once you find foods that work for you, uh, um, just stick to them. Um, because, uh, yeah, don't think about like, you know, certain crazy things to, 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 you know, stimulate your brain with different kind of diet approaches, uh, that, that may be good for short-term performance, but, uh, will probably not be good for short-term performance. Okay. I also, I think that was, well, and one, I appreciate you sharing the diet thing. And I also appreciate that you don't promote that necessarily to anyone else, right? This is what worked for you and it might work for some other people. And certainly it does, but yeah, that's why we don't get dogmatic here because, I will be honest, generally speaking, I've seen most of the people on this podcast that have overcome these crazy health challenges have found themselves in a modified paleo or even like a keto type of diet. But I've also had people on here that are pure, hardcore. It's not even plant-based. I mean, they are vegans to a T and they've had incredible health transformations as well. So I, I am not at the point yet where I'm going to make a statement one way or the other. I, I do think generally speaking, there's 
probably one that makes sense, but who am I to tell someone if they got crazy results, especially with a chronic condition, um, that they're wrong if it worked for them, right? I just want them to feel better. So I think that's cool. And it's always good to just hear a different perspective. Hey, this is what worked for Greg. And the calorie thing, this is, that might be a direct message to me without you even realizing this, because um, you and I, you seem like a, a leaner person like myself, right? Yeah. We're fit, but we're, we're lean. Exactly. And it's always been this dilemma where, of course, especially as this competitive male that we wanted to do well in business, maybe you've had the same hunch to do well in like fitness and stuff. So I was always like, all right, cool. I would love to be like 200 pounds. I'm nowhere <laughs> close to that. And that for me and my body is just not an easy or simple task at all. It is very high calories to be able to even get close to something like 180, let alone 200. I almost can't even imagine 200 and how much I would need to eat to get to that level. And that's the thing. One of the aspects of my personality I value the most, and it sounds similar for you, is our brains and our ability to just like get stuff done and figure things out and problem solve. That's a really wonderful thing to be able to do. But if I have these large calorie meals, especially for those athletic goals I had, it, I mean, that's a, has a major effect on my body and my brain. I feel sluggish afterwards. I kind of just want to go take a nap. And when I'm on a more low calorie, what most people would consider a low calorie diet, I admit, dude, my brain just fires. I mean, it feels like, um, you know, six, seven years old again, where I could just memorize everything really quick in school, but I lose that, uh, temporarily <laughs> if I have these huge calorie meals. So is that a, is that a common problem for a lot of the people that you work with? Are they overeating a lot and that leads to that sluggishness? It, definitely. Uh, I mean, it's been the problem for me. I, I tried to figure out, you know, why is this the case? I talked to different experts and I mean, they tried to explain to me, but, but yeah, I, I see, the, I, I see this quite often actually. Um, and um, as soon as people like, you know, just keep one meal, which is not necessarily I recommending for a long time. Like, I mean, if, if you feel like skipping one meal is a good thing, okay, try it. But maybe you know maybe you don't have to do it for, for the rest of your life maybe you, you want to it mm -hmm. depends but but just try to skip one meal and you see how much okay you will be hungry for a while but once your bodies are using your fats um you know you're going to be fine and then all of a sudden you know you, you're going to be like you have this lots of focus and, and you'll be present there'll be no brain fog you know it happens so quickly mm -hmm. and and that's that's the funny thing um so it's it's often i think it's it's quite difficult like like you mentioned it's you know taking care of your brain and in, in trying to build up muscle at the same time or gain weight, you know, this, this is maybe even harder. Um, because, I mean, what I learned is that like the best diet for your, or well, the best, yeah, the best diet for your brain is also the best diet for your gut and is the best diet for your, your heart. And what we know right now, it seems to be the best diet for, for longevity as well. But yeah, we'll see if, if that's really the case. But at the same time, <laughs> it's not necessarily the best diet for, 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 for um, you know, um, building up or like muscles or maybe like gaining weight, basically, you know, again, he's super, you know, bulky yeah. guy, you know? <laughs> um, so, so th this, that then is the question, you know, what's your priority? Cause you can't really have any, everything. And if you look at those successful gurus and motivational speakers, I mean, that's, that's a, a whole other thing. Like those guys are like generally 40, 50 plus years old and, you know, they had their success, you know, and then they had time to, to work on their, you know, their, to, on their bodies and, and, and whatnot. They, they work with many trainers and so on. And, and, and that's a whole other thing. You, you know, you cannot just, you know, do everything at the same time. I, I think it's, it's almost impossible. And I think the last thing I want to say here is the biggest sure. mistake that people do is like they want to get all of that. They want to have the successful career, start a successful business or whatever. They want to, you know, look amazing like all those, you know, bodybuilders and whatnot. Um, they, they, um, you know, they want the other things. They want to take care of their family and they, they want to have some, some private life as well. 
and it is just too much for the system. Like you cannot have everything. And, and at the end, you actually don't need all of that. So that's, that's, that's like you well, know, my message. That, that, that's how I see it. Well, that's really well said because um, I think some people on this podcast that listen regularly would know this. I started studying successful people and self-help and personal development before I started even the health stuff. I was interested in that first. And you're right because this is what's happening in today's world, especially to uh, the younger people like us. We're following these people who are very public now. Before, if you wanted to see them like 20, 30 years ago, you had to like either go to a specific conference or you could read one of their books. And that's great. That's helpful. It's not the same engagement that we have with them today where these people not only are on social media, my God, most of them are on it seven, eight times a day because they have the teams to be able to do that, right? Just filming their lives. And then you see these people, they're like, wow, they're working out, they're working a <laughs> hundred hours a week, right? Quote unquote. And they're doing all these things. But when you actually read the stories or look at the pictures, even of these people when yeah. they were younger yeah. in that initial phase, Guys, their free time and their main time was put towards the career. They were not going to the gym six days a week for two hours a day and eating like a bodybuilder when they were trying to build a billion dollar business. That is not the case. You know, um, they were focused solely on that. That's how you get to those places. And I know, again, another controversial figure. I'm not saying it for that reason, but like even looking at like a Jeff Bezos when he's younger or an Elon Musk, I mean, these guys are like nerdy little twigs, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> like that's what they look like. But these were their future business books of the world um warren buffett still drinks you know his uh pepsi or coca-cola <laughs> yeah. whichever one he has i forget i mean th these people aren't particularly interested in that type of stuff sometimes you get the rare cases like an older arnold schwarzenegger but even him before the politics in the movies the fitness stuff was before that exactly that was his main thing right and does he work out now sure but he's not the crazy person that he was, you know, winning mr olympia he's a 70 something year old guy now exactly. so you i think that's really one of the most important parts of this podcast for performance is just focusing on one or two things. And that is very tough in a world that tells us to focus on a million things and almost makes us feel socially obligated to do so. Like you're not worth enough or you're not good enough if you don't do all those things. I think that's kind of crazy. And then I've done it before and you end up, you know, being okay at a lot of things, but great at literally none. <laughs> I totally agree. And actually, a funny thing that, that you mentioned, uh, an idea popped up. Like, but there was one guy recently, he replied to one of my comments on, on, on one of the comments on, on my YouTube, uh, one of my YouTube videos. And he said, like, you know what? I, I don't trust you. You don't look like big enough. And, and you cannot even, you know, build muscles. Like, why would I trust you? And, you know, th there's this, this idea that, like, you know, the successful people, are also like big, like I'm talking about men now, but you know, also, also women, mm. they, they look the way that they do, or they're supposed to at least. Um, and, and, and this is, this is completely wrong with our society. Um, there are many ways why this, there are many reasons why this is wrong, but um, yeah, like if you want to achieve peak, peak performance, if you want to, you know, have a successful career, it's, I think it's going to be super challenging, if not impossible to, to, to do many things at the same time, just, you know, do one thing, um, become successful if that's the goal, like build a business if that's the goal, whatever it is. And then if you want to, of course, in the process, you need to work out, you need to take care of your, your diet, you need to take care of yourself, obviously. But if then you have another goal, like which is like, you know, becoming whatever, like building your muscles and then and going on competitions or whatever it is, that's fine, you know, do it. But if you do everything at the same time, um, eventually you will, you will crash. I, I think most people will. Uh, maybe one, one in a million won't, but everyone else probably will. And yeah, it's totally unnecessary to do it. You know, it's preventable. Yeah. And every, every out, let's say you're, um, 
you have a dream career or a business that you're trying to start, whatever, right? Every single hour, and we're not trying to be crazy here because we're talking about not getting burnout and, and topic, talking peak performance. Well, if you want to talk peak performance, you need to be very regimented with your schedule then in a sense. And every hour that you are sacrificing to, you know, all right, I'm going to be the biggest person ever. No one's saying don't exercise, but like being the biggest person ever, two hour sessions a day, the, all that time you're putting into that is less time that you're putting into that other thing that you claim is your your dream or whatever. So it's almost like, yeah, go get that done. Go figure that out in the, your own way. And then I think you have a lot more freedom and flexibility to do those other things. So uh, Greg, obviously, I don't think you would be on this podcast today if you didn't work with people all around the world, right? So um, where can people find you if they were interested in your services or what you offer or just learning more? Uh, they can go to my website, yourinception.com. Uh, we have a YouTube channel as well with the same name, Your Inception, um, social media, Instagram, and so on. So yeah, that's where they can find all the information. Reach out to me if they want to say hello, whatever. So yeah. <laughs> Good, good name. I like that. Um, okay, cool. And then, Greg, we finish up with the same question always on this podcast. And I know I asked you before uh, what were like the three performance hacks. So if it happens to overlap, that's totally okay. I don't want to throw you yeah. off too much here. But the main question or the question that we always finish with on this podcast is if I could give Greg, in this case, a magic wand and you could get every single person in this world to do one thing for their health, what is the one thing you would get them to do? I think it's fair to say that uh, since we talked about it a lot and we both know the, the effects of that, it's it's the, um, yeah, controlling the light, basically. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's like the simplest thing to do and has so many benefits um, and people can actually see the benefits in a very short time uh, for free. <laughs> it's everything yeah. out there. So I think that, that would be the one, yeah. All right, guys, that'll do it for today's interview with Greg Gostinkar, first guest out of Slovenia. Pretty darn cool. I also think it's crazy how this just proves that these issues are happening everywhere in the world, because even if Greg didn't have the normal health issues that many of us have, you probably noticed the similarities in the solutions he's come to find. And so that probably means that many of the people that he works with have similar problems to the people who have come on this podcast or eventually will need something like what FDN offers. And by the way, if you didn't hear, we are doing a summer open house uh, the entire month of June 2022. So if you're listening to this anytime in June 2022, do not miss it. The course is going up. Up by a thousand dollars on July 1st of 2022. This is to match the large amount of additional content that's come in over the last couple of years. Uh, the labs alone that have been added almost account for that entire cost, but there is uh, about 20 to 30 hours, I think, of extra stuff now between extra mentorship. Uh, course information or um, lectures rather. It's pretty cool what FDN does. And if you don't know this part, this is kind of my favorite thing. And I'm very glad I joined five years ago. FDN gives you, it's not really lifetime access per se, but what it is, is as long as you're an FDN in good standing, someone that does their recertification stuff and recertification stuff for us is a certain amount of continuing education hours, which can actually be met with certain things that FDN offers. And it's a $99 recertification fee every two years. But what that will do is that actually allows you to get lifetime updates for the course. You will never lose access to it. You will get everything that the new people are getting um, when they start. I think that's pretty cool that they do that. And it's led to me getting an incredible amount of extra content over the years. So again, depending on when you're listening to this, 
We're doing events all month. We have different webinars every weekend. We have events including like course tours and allowing you to sit in on events that are normally exclusively for trainees or graduates. You can actually hop on those as someone considering the course. And then on June 28th, 2022, it's our big event with Reed Davis, the founder of FDN. He's going to be answering all the questions that you have about FDN or Anything that you could possibly think of business-wise, health coaching-wise, doesn't really matter. So check us out there. Go to fdntraining.com slash summer to learn more. And if you would be so kind as to leave us a five-star review on Apple and or Spotify, we would love you even more than we already do. And I'm assuming you like us if you've listened this far in the podcast. So please go do that. We do really appreciate it. And it helps get this information to more people. That is all for today, though. I'm looking forward to talking to you guys again soon. But until then, take care.